0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Andrew Ivins joined as always by my man, David Lake. Uh, David, it's been like two or three days since we last recorded, but there was not yeah. some breaking news, but some significant news, I guess in terms of off-season uh, storylines go that, that came out this week. Nivon Donaldson, Miami's... Rising senior offensive lineman, he announces that he's going to take a redshirt season. Um, I think of the story I wrote when this happened. I said he's pulling a Zach McLeod. This is exactly what Zach McLeod did last year. Um, so it's, it's notable. It's significant. Navon Donaldson has started more games than any other offensive lineman on Miami's roster. So we're going to get into that on this episode. And really, I think that's just kind of it. Go through some, some different scenarios that we could see playing out along the line. Uh, before we get into that, David, how are you doing on this uh, Friday, Friday morning?
1: Yeah, doing well. That was definitely interesting news. Um, I'll have to say, I, like a couple weeks ago, someone on the, on our message board brought this up as a you know potential scenario, just hypothetical. What do you think? And I didn't see it happening just because it is such a rare thing, um, especially you know, before the season gets started Uh, because the, the Zach McLeod thing, if we remember, that was kind of pieced together during the season, Uh, you know, after what, two, three, four games, I forget exactly, but, you know, obviously Manny, the coaching staff have a plan with roster management with using this red shirt to their advantage for older guys. And we'll get into it more, but I think it makes a lot of sense with, all the parties involved.
0: All right. Quick break. Other side, full Navon Donaldson talk. Hiring for your small business.
1: If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, David. So actually, I think a few episodes ago, we did toss out the idea. I guess it's when Houston offensive tackle transfer Jared Williams announced that he was coming to Miami. I think you tossed out the idea Hey, maybe Miami should get like Zion Nelson to potentially right. redshirt or or one of the, the other linemen. But no, it's it's Navon Donaldson that's going to do it. And uh, if if everyone was unaware, you know, Miami's first four spring practices, which turned out to be the only four spring practices, Navon didn't participate. I think we saw him after practice one day walking off the field on crutches. He's dealing with a, a knee injury or, or lower extremity. I'm not sure they've yeah. ever really said exactly what it was. But he injured that in the Duke game, which was the regular season finale. Missed the Independence walk-ons bowl. Um, but, again, he's, like, started 30-plus games. He was the starting left guard last year. And I'm going to be honest, like, I think when we were kind of constructing some starting five offensive lines, like, I didn't – necessarily have Navon penciled in as a for sure guy yeah. so to me this is like does it really change much at all for miami it just gives them another veteran body for 2021 and look man you open that that, that season against alabama week week one and atlanta assuming nothing changes
1: yeah i think so in my projected starting five you know before we learned about nivon's uh, voluntary redshirt I did have him penciled in, but that was with the asterisk of, you know, if he returns healthy, if this knee injury isn't super serious, and if he shows up in relatively good shape. Um, Because I do think if those things are the case, again, I've I've voiced this before, but in my opinion, when Navon's in shape and and healthy, I still think he's – the most impactful offensive lineman they have, uh, on
0: the roster, particularly can, can, in the run. Can, game. I inter, can I interject in right here? So I, I've sure. also heard some other people say this. They think Navon is Miami's most talented lineman. And I, I'm, I'm surprised by that. Cause I, to me, I think it's the De, Delon Scaife. like that's, that's the guy. So it, it's interesting that you brought that up because I, I'm like team DJ on this, on this stance. Yeah. I think those are the two guys.
1: Um, I think I lean more towards Navon just because he is, you know, his size is legit. Um, and again, like, I do think a, a big point of emphasis with Garen Justice and this offense in general, moving forward is having a bigger impact in the run game. I think last year we saw the offensive line really struggled to get a push consistently or to create lanes for the running backs consistently. Now, some of that was probably due to a lot of the youth that was playing on the offensive line last year. You know, younger guys are going to, you know, not be as strong as older guys, obviously. So anyways, I think when when Navon's at his best, I think he can get that type of push. You know, I'm not sure last year. I mean, obviously we all saw, we all know, like he he wasn't necessarily in the greatest conditioning. And so that's something Nivon's going to have to uh, be self aware about and address during this time, during this redshirt. Don't let this redshirt year go to waste um, because if he shows up in 2021, fall camp, out of shape, there's a chance he isn't a starter because Miami does have a lot of young talent, which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, let's. Let's just get into offensive line scenarios now for this year. Um, how we think maybe let's let's do like I can throw out a, a projected offensive line that I would go with, and then we can talk about maybe what we think Miami will do.
0: This is, is this is ex- excellent podcast. Okay, <laughs> please. Okay. So, if draw if I, it
1: up on the whiteboard for all of us. So I'm I'm Garen Justice, right? So I've <laughs> I've only had four spring practices so
0: you've hammered the zoom meetings for the past
1: three months and i've only worked with these guys you know (laughs) on hand for four practices so honestly i still don't really know what i got but here's what i would do um i would line up jared williams the new houston offensive lineman at left tackle i understand he's primarily played right tackle at houston he has i i pointed out in a recent article like he has started two games at left tackle while at Houston, and he graded out fairly good. And I think, too, you know, our, our co-worker Gabby Urrutia went out to watch Jared work out in South Florida here locally, posted video of Jared. I mean, I, I would assume you agree. Like, to me, he looks like a left tackle all day long, moves like a left tackle all day long. Do you think that's fair?
0: Yeah. I mean – in terms of what Miami has on its roster. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yes, he would probably be the best option.
1: So I would put him there. The, the one, this is where my projected offensive line gets maybe a little quirky or strange or unexpected. I would go Corey Gaynor left guard and Jekly Clark at center. Now, why is that? I mean, that's flip flops from where it was essentially last year. Right. Um, Basically, it boils down to just body types and, you know, I think Ja'Kai Clark, being a guy who's, you know, 6'2-ish, is just better suited to play the center position where maybe your size doesn't quite matter as much. You know, Ja'Kai Clark played center in high school. He was essentially recruited to be a center at Miami. Um, I think last year he primarily played guard because uh, he was thrust into the starting lineup kind of unexpectedly, I would say. And it's just easier to slot a guy in, a true freshman, uh, at, at at guard rather than center, where, you know, a guy has to be the vocal leader of the line, has to make calls and checks, all that kind of stuff. So it made sense last year in my opinion, to leave Gaynor at center and, and slot Ja'Kai Clark at guard. Uh, so this year, with Ja'Kai, with Ja'Kai uh, being a, a second-year guy in the program, I would personally flip that just because I I think Corey Gaynor can get it done at left guard. I think it, he offers experience, too. I think experience matters on the offensive line. So I would go left tackle Jared, left guard. Corey Gaynor, center, Ja'Kai. Right guard, again, this is up for debate too because I think these two could be flip-flop too. But right guard right now, I would go John Campbell. And right tackle, I would stick with DJ Scaife. Now, I understand that just body type-wise and how they look, John Campbell looks more like an offensive tackle than DJ Scaife. Why do I stick with Scaife? I'm just leaning on what we've already seen, what we already know. Uh, DJ Scaife can get it done well enough at offensive tackle. And so I guess I am being conservative with just leaving him there. I think John Campbell, yes, he looks like an offensive tackle. I think he might be able to get it done there too. Um, But I haven't quite seen it yet. Uh, at at offensive tackle. I think he he got it done pretty well at guard last year when he filled in for Navon Donaldson at times. And so I would just leave him there for now. Stick with DJ Scaife, who, I mean, let's remember too, like last year, he was the offensive MVP for, at the team uh, awards at the end of the season. So, you know, the coaches thought fairly high of how DJ Scaife handled things at right tackle last year. So, How would you pick my projected starting lineup apart?
0: Um, The biggest thing I think is, I think Gainer is a lock to stay at center. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: They definitely like
1: him to be a leader. Like, I mean, he is definitely the leader of the line, and typically that's the center. So I get why that's a little quirky and weird.
0: Um, In terms of the campbell Scaife situation, you also got to remember Miami – is no longer running a pro-style set or anything like that. Um, yeah. It's more of a spread offense. So I think you can kind of get away with that. The splits are a little bit wider. It, you know, you can have unconventional bodies in, in certain spots and get away with it. So that that's fine. Um, let me ask you this. Does Isaiah Walker, if he's granted immediate eligibility, does that change anything? I, I don't think so, but no. I guess I had to ask.
1: Yeah. Not as a starter this year, in my opinion. Um, Yeah. Honestly, I would probably say, let's say both, you know, of course Jalen rivers is eligible, but let's say Isaiah Walker is eligible too. I would probably expect Jalen rivers to play this year before Isaiah Walker, to be honest, just because he's bigger, ready to go physically, if that makes sense.
0: So, I just wrote out mine on my notepad here. What my my starting five is. So I mentioned Gainer. I, I, I'm pretty sure he, he's going to be the center. Yeah, I, I would see agree. why you're moving him around. Yeah, um, and it, why I also believe that is is I was I was told on on Thursday from someone kind of in the know that Jachai Clark is likely going to be the left guard, the starting guards. Whenever we see our first kind of starting five. Um, I, I'm anticipating Ja'Kai to be the, the left guard. And I think last year he was 10 games as, as the right guard. Am I am I wrong there? Or I honestly forget. But, yeah, you could be right. Okay. So I got him at, at left guard. I'm going at right guard, DJ Scaife. I know you had him as your right tackle. My right tackle, I got Jared Williams. You know, I absolutely agree. I think he's could be the left tackle. I just have a feeling... Um, based on kind of what I've heard, that they might might try him on the right side. So that that's your right side, and then left tackle, I got, got an either or. I got, I got John Campbell, right, Zion Nelson, or, or Kylian Herbert. I think Miami kind of battles it out or, or rotates those guys. And it honestly, like this is what I guess not. I should say this isn't my like projection. This isn't what I would do, but I have a feeling this was what might happen. And if that's the case, I'm not sure if I agree with that, but again, you know its it's a spread offense you have right. an extremely mobile quarterback back there. I, I don't know how much you know it, it, is it really that necessary to have your your best alignment as the left as the left tackle protecting that blind side so I don't know this is how I kind of see it playing out um I, I think John Campbell might be like. Not the most intriguing offensive lineman, yeah. But it's certainly interesting where he's going to end up because he could probably play four spots. Like I don't, I don't think he's ever really gotten much true run at left tackle. But in a spread offense, maybe he's probably athletic enough and he could play both guards spots. So, what happens with him and what happens with Scaife and you know, I think Jalen Rivers will be um, probably one of the backup guards. Like I would expect to see him at some point this season, and then Usman Traore. I mean he's right. another he's an, like there's so many options it's yeah it's, it's wild and i think
1: too even you know cleveland reed is a solid second I teamer totally forgot about him i think Kiley on herbert is a solid second team tackle i mean i know we saw him last year against duke it got ugly but i think there is still something there as a backup you know it, it's a fine option as a backup
0: here's and, let me go ahead well, I was going to say, we also need to point out with this whole Navon thing, and you know, some people, I guess on social media, are like, oh, this is the right move, you know. Uh, he wasn't going to be able to play and all this. I mean, Miami can still play him in four games. Right. You know, and from what I've heard, yeah, there's there's still a lot of rehab that needs to be done. He needs to get back in shape. He needs to kind of rework the body. So if right. they get into conference play – and they need another guy, like, he can play for four games. And you know what? It's not like he declared, hey, I'm taking a red shirt, and he can't not take a red shirt. So, right. you know, I, I think this kind of makes sense. And maybe it's helping some of the other guys in that offensive line room kind of understand their roles. Um, right. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of like, you know, not a, like a it, – it, it's a team-first move, I think. It's, and yeah. it's – which is, in a way, encouraging. Yeah.
1: I mean, Navon should get praise because you're right. Like Navon coming out and saying, Hey, I'm taking a red shirt. So essentially that means, you know, we can assume maybe the first eight or nine games he's not playing, or at least the first six. So if you're like a Jalen Rivers, if you're an Isaiah Walker, you know, even a Ja'Kai Clark, uh, you know, these younger offensive linemen, they know that, okay, I really got a chance to play. So maybe, you know, they, they come a little hungrier during camp, whenever that happens. Let me throw this out there. Um, In my opinion, the highest ceiling, or not highest ceiling, but let's say maybe best case scenario offensive line this year, in my opinion, would look like this. Left tackle, Zion Nelson. Left guard, DJ Scaife. Center, Corey Gaynor. Right guard, John Campbell. Right tackle, Jared Williams why do I say that's like best case scenario? Essentially because it means Zion Nelson took that next step since last season when, you know, we've talked about it, but things were just inconsistent up and down. He was a true freshman starting left tackle that should have never even been in that position. So if he emerges as the starting left tackle, in my opinion, you know, that's a very good sign for the offensive line. I think that best case scenario offensive line I just listed is also pretty athletic
0: um,
1: to run this, you know, spread offense. It doesn't include Ja'Kai Clark. um, So, you know, that'd be a battle I would assume between like John Campbell and Ja'Kai Clark last year, obviously Ja'Kai Clark won that uh, battle. But, you know, John Campbell offers He just offers more physically from a physical standpoint, John Campbell offers more. So again, if he takes the next step as well. This season as a redshirt sophomore uh, That would be a good sign. So in my opinion, that's like the quote unquote high ceiling uh, scenario, depending on on how much Zion Nelson takes a step forward. Um, So yeah, I mean, it is fascinating all the different scenarios that well this year's offensive line will look like and and next year's like I don't even know how you project next year's when you throw Navon into the mix with all these young freshmen Isaiah
0: are, Walker yeah like where, yeah Adam Elgamal I mean Elgamal looked like he had a pretty good body ta- tackle sure. body um, sure. And, and last thing I wanted to point out you know because I, I, I get the fan base frustration with with Zion Nelson at, at left tackle it seems like that's more of a hot hot button or as just as much of a hot button as Mike Rump's cornerback recruiting um, <laughs> but if, if Zion Nelson is the left tackle i would assume that's like a good thing yes. I, I mean we don't i that's mean we what don't know we don't know what, like what the off this offensive staff's going to do but i don't think like they're just going to roll out a true freshman at left tackle like the previous offensive staff did just to do it If that makes sense. No, I agree. I don't like,
1: you know, typically the way this projection stuff goes is, hey, if you started last year, you're starting this year. And I think both of you, both you and I are not necessarily penciling in Zion as a starter this year. Like we, we need to see him take the next step. Miami has options where they don't have to throw him out there. You know, my opinion on him You know, I think it would be great if he could take a redshirt this year. I'm not sure if that's possible. uh, But I think if, if Miami can work that, that would be great. If, if he is definite starter though. Yeah. Like you said, like, I, I, I think that's probably a good thing if we see Zion Nelson as a, as a left tackle starter and, and look again, I'm all for, you know, if a guy starts, whether he's a true freshman or as a you know redshirt senior, we have to view him as a starter, fair or unfair. But you also need to recognize it was unfair that Zion Nelson was thrown into the starting lineup last year at left tackle. Like that was a no-win situation almost for Zion Nelson. So right. he can he can definitely improve and progress and, and emerge as the undoubted left tackle this year I still need to see more you know like I said to pencil him in as a starter this year Uh, but he can certainly do it Uh, I think eventually I think down the road if he sticks with the process and and continues to develop and improve I do expect him to be a starting offensive tackle at Miami down the road
0: I'm just not sold it's going to be this year Um, talk about this promo before we get out of here final day yeah. So if
1: you're listening to this on Friday uh, until midnight on Friday, we have a 50% off annual subscription promo for 53 bucks. So, you know, I, I think it's an exciting time to sign up. Andrew just threw up a recruiting insider piece that is full of scoop. Uh, you know, basically touching on every single top target. Miami is, is chasing on the board. Um, so yeah I mean I think it's an exciting time things are definitely trending in a good way for Miami it seems like on the field and, and on the recruiting trail so I think it'd be a fun time to to jump on board and get in the mix here at u.com.
0: yeah got a story coming as well on James Williams Ooh. so look at look for that with some with some quotes from him gonna profile a quarterback target so a lot of stuff happening this weekend make sure you guys check it out and we will talk to you next time. Take care, guys.